spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnix. On a great Thursday afternoon. Glad to have you along. If you're listening on the radio, online at sasportstar.com. Maybe you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the San Antonio Sports Star <laughs> YouTube channel. It is 2 o'clock, right? It is. It I is. just I just made it to YouTube. I thought I was in there like 10 minutes ago, and you got to hit that little enter the studio thing. Well, there, there's, there's right buttons to push, and then literally I walk in. I'm wondering, <laughs> nobody sits on this side anymore. Yeah. In the mornings, you know, because R.J. Ochoa is, is, you know, down in the valley. But every day that I come in, stuff over on this side is messed up. Now, Edwin Hafner is producing today because James Pledger is taking a well-deserved day off. A little, little vacation. I yep, hope we yep. see the kid again because he's teaching himself how to snowboard. He may be in a cast or two, but other than that, we'll see him again. Yeah, well, I mean, it's entirely possible, right? Um, um, but, like, this little contraption <laughs> over here, there's different settings. Yeah. And there's one setting that is for on-the-air radio. And then there's other settings that you could use if you're recording. Mm -hmm. Every day I have to come in and fix that. I got to fix mine, too. Today, um... I move the microphone. I just I just grab it and move it, and the whole damn thing fell apart. Like, what the hell is going on in here in the mornings? Who knows? Rob's having a party all by himself. Well, and that's kind of the scary thing, is you get Rob Thompson in a room by himself with Woo. different things that he can mess with to keep himself entertained. Or is he trying to set booby traps so that everything falls apart during the Blitz, which never happens? Well, of course not, and that could be the case. But I know he talks to. Uh, he's got to change this to talk to RJ. I think right, and so. But well, that's your side. What the hell's happening on I, this side, dude? I don't know. Edwin, is, what's happening on this side? Ryan talks to RJ. What the hell too. is Ryan doing talking to RJ? He's the he's our <laughs> di digital guy. Well, I know he's the digital guy. I've met him before. Like I see him every day. So he sits in here. He sits where you're sitting. Why does he mess with stuff? And wow. if you mess with stuff, why don't you put it back the way you found it? Well, so he probably unscrewed your microphone. Well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You know, former Marine, break stuff and not know how uh -huh. to fix it and leave yeah. it for the Navy guy to repair it. <laughs> I, I get it. That's how it is. Yeah, I, I, it makes all the sense in the world now. <laughs> so Ryan sits in here now. He used to sit over yonder, so he couldn't sit back in his old seat. 
No, he sits where you're sitting. Now. Well, why doesn't he sit in the seat that nobody sits in? Because well, nobody's so sitting in that seat, Rob, and he Ryan, wants to take Rob, that one. He Ryan wants to look seat. Rob eye to eye. Well, so that's why the chair is always so high when I come in. Yeah, that's it. You know, when, I, when I first started seeing that, I thought somebody was making a height joke because they raise the chair as high <laughs> as it will go every day, right? And they then probably I, are. And then I have to lower it. <laughs> But now that I know if Ryan is trying to look eye to eye, he's probably got the chair as high it can go and, and an old phone book. Yeah. It's possible. Well, it's been one of those days. Absolutely. It, it, yeah, I've been in studio six minutes and everything's broke. <laughs> and my headphones are jacked up right now. See, that's the problem I have is these headphones. And I want my other ones back. And I got to find, I want to find these just like I had it. These are the ones I think they crapped out, although I'm going to, uh, to try them during the next break. So wait a minute. Because so, these sound horrible. I sound like I'm in a tunnel. Woo! Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you are. Yeah. Well, those are like cheap headphones you probably got free from an airline. Uh, probably. And, uh, they might have, you know, you know, you might be right. Well, because they look like the free pair I got when we were going out to Army Navy and they say, here, you want some headphones? And I was like, these things suck. You know, you might be right on that. And then I've got another pair in there, but the, the earplugs are like, I don't know, this big. Boom. Like a big. They're uncomfortable as hell. So these have been great. Lasted me two years. Yeah, so I got to find out. But you've been where bitching. Those are. Before we left for Super Bowl, you were complaining about them. And you come back from Super Bowl and they still don't work again. And you still haven't replaced them. Well, I don't have time to do well, that. What do you kind mean you don't, I, have I don't have time? time. Well, yeah, I, you know, and I guess I could wear Rob's headphones over here. Yeah, well, but I, I don't good, like headphones. Good luck with that. It would yeah. mess up your hair. And we know. We know that's not going to happen. Well, dude, I had to do that all last week at the Super Bowl, going around with messy hair. Nobody noticed. No, of course they noticed. Nobody noticed. I get noticed. people, they're, they're pointing, and, oh, man, it's a bad day. Joe's actually got a hair out of place. I heard the whispers. Did you hear the whispers? I heard them. So you're the kind of guy that, you, you know, <laughs> if there's two people over there talking and, and looking this way, they must be talking bad about you? Of course. Talking bad about your hair? Yes, of course. I, I mean, it's certainly possible. <laughs> n n yeah. See, now the headsets uh -huh. that we wear like when we're on remote, like Friday, tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, right? It is. We're yes. going to be live at the Roop Pub, and we have headsets for that. I don't mind those. Well, that's what we wore last week. That's what we wore last week. Yeah. I mean, you could wear those in here. You have to get Greg Shelton off his ass to come in here and well, that's connect not gonna, some stuff. That's not going to happen. He's right in the middle of a solitaire game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it only lasts two minutes. Then he'll be free. <laughs> he wishes he two minutes. <laughs> I said solitaire. Oh, solitaire. He's not smart enough to beat solitaire in less than two minutes. Well, no, I, most people aren't, right? I mean. It's about the average. Okay, do you ever play that? Every, I know you every, play every, every day. But I've been playing this one uh -huh. where it's for real money. For real money. Yeah. You're such a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing solitaire for real money? For real money. I've just got a stupid streak that I want to keep alive that means nothing to nobody but me. I love this thing, and, and, and I'm addicted to it. You're addicted to solitaire. I'm addicted to it, because, and, but you can play for real money. Well, they have a tournament every afternoon at Luby's. They do? I don't know. They don't have Luby's anymore. I think they do. Plus, I'm working. Did all the Luby's close or just most of them? I, I, dude, I have no idea. I know it's a uh, um, a, a Mexican food one, the one on Blanco. Yeah. I, maybe. What's the one over by the Old Spurs facility? Is it? I don't know if that closed or not. Okay. I don't know. Well, according, Edwin just pulled a, 
a map up of Luby's, and I guess there are several still. Maybe. I mean, if you believe what you see on the Internet. Well, why wouldn't I? I, I mean, I don't know. It's on the Internet. It must be true. Got to be. There's four or five. I had no idea. I thought they all closed. I thought most of them did, but who knows? I don't know. I like Luby's. I, 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 I've always liked Luby's, not just because I'm an old guy now. I mean, when I was a young dude, I liked uh, Luby's, too. Dude, I have a, 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 a distinct fear of Luby's. I, I, I do. I can't go in there. Well, I, and I, I understand I, that. I, 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 sure. I won't go in there. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Do people know that story? <laughs> Maybe some. May I, So you go back. I grew up in Copper's Cove, right, which is right next to Colleen. Uh-huh. In 1991, in yeah. October, there was a mass shooting at the Luby's in Colleen. My parents used to meet for lunch every Wednesday at Luby's. It happened to be Boss's Day. They get there, places crowded, so they go somewhere else. So before cell phones, before anything, and they go to Luby's, they go to lunch, or they go back to work, or they don't go to Luby's, but they go to lunch, they go back to work, and I can't get a hold of my parents all day. And I'm, I'm living in New York at the time in the Navy. I was stationed in Earl, New Jersey, had an apartment in New York. So I don't know. I just, I just get and weird. And no cell phones And either. no cell phones. Yeah. And so I, I, just, I just can't do Luby's. Can't do it. I and got you. Knew too many people that day that aren't with us. I understand. Yep. Small town stuff, you know how it goes, especially when you think about, you know, what happened yesterday in Kansas City, you know, and, you know, I'm trying to get a hold of my buddy Carlos and making sure him and his family are are good because, you know, were they going to the parade or not? They were undecided. They did not, thankfully. But, uh, you know, it's just scary. Well, they're still sorting that thing out. I've been trying to watch, you know, every news channel that there is, right? CNN, Fox, MSNBC, all of them trying to figure out what happened. Nobody seems to really know other than. Um, it was kids yep, or young dudes just having a dispute with somebody. It is. And I'm glad it wasn't some sort of, and I say it that way, it sounds awful, but some sort of like planned attack, terrorist attack of this group of that group. It's just a bunch of knucklehead kids, one with guns like that. And they end up in a fight and then somebody pulls out a gun. I I mean, how do you bring now? Do they determine the guns? Were well, they I mean, long guns or, or well, pistols? Well, the the one gun that was on TV was was an assault rifle. Now, how do you just walk around with that? Well, I mean, it was in a backpack. And so it's in your backpack, and you go. And you go to a parade like that. You know you're going to be there for hours and hours and hours. So, you know, not uncommon for an event like that, a, a championship parade. You're, you're going to have a backpack that's going to have snacks and drinks well, okay, and, sure. and whatnot. So, you know, so somebody seeing somebody with a backpack wouldn't cause alarm. Right. I, and I could, I certainly could see that. Then there's a fight and some guy reaches into his backpack and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Well, and, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about this, but I, I just, and the, you know, one person that we know that, um, died yesterday at the scene, a Tahano DJ, yeah. uh, at a Kansas city radio station. And, you know, and I, I think about, you know, as a radio person, you know, we all do remotes, you do events, you do big stuff and, a lot of times it's fun, and and now she's gone. I mean, it's just uh, two kids, two kids. Yeah, it's scary. It's, it's it's senseless. Can't make sense at all of that. No, and look, we try to stay in the toy department here on the Blitz. That's why we're in sports, so we don't have to talk about real news until real news says you have to talk about it. Um, I like being in the toy department, so let let's stay in our lane in the toy department. And you know, we're better general managers than the people that have jobs as general managers. And free agency is about to begin. Now, every team is starting over. 
and you look at the list of free agents, and you look at the list of the big-name free agents, who do you think the Cowboys should go after? That's a question. And, and the Houston Texans as well. You know, and you look at the Cowboys free agents. Who uh, of the Jeez. Cowboys free agents, and they got a lot of them. They got but, a bunch. But who do you really want to keep? That becomes a big question as well. Well, it does, but, I mean, you got to keep some of those guys, don't you? We'll prioritize. We will. We'll do that. All right. Coming up next here on The Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at noon. I, I love play, play. San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. NFL offseason underway. Mike Zimmer, the new defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. We'll talk a lot about that. In fact, Dave Campo, former Cowboys head coach, is going to join us at what time? 4.30 to talk about his former defensive coordinator when he was head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He hired him, right? Yes. Didn't he hire him? Yeah. He was on the staff. They were on the staff together when Campo got promoted to head coach. He promoted Zim. And he had an interesting tweet about Mike Zimmer today, and I saw that tweet, and I texted Campo, and I said, Coach, you got to come on and talk about this. Um, he, he said, said okay. sure, 430. Yeah. That works. Awesome. So Dave Campo at, at 430. And, you know, a big question is now that um, – um, He's there. You start wondering about the players that Zimmer's going to want, uh-huh. because when you look at Cowboys free agents, you know there's a lot on the defensive side, and you wonder if that's going to fit the uh, scheme, if you will, that Zimmer's going to want to run. Then you look at the available free agents, and there's some really good free agents out there. But I look at that list and I go, okay, uh, yeah, it would be nice, but can the Cowboys afford it? That's it. I mean, that's going to be the thing, right? I mean, when you look at what the Cowboys are going to be able to afford after they extend Dak Prescott, $50 million plus a year, I'm sure that's going to be the case. you got C.D. Lamb, who's going to be making, what, 25 to $30 million probably per year. And then what do you do with Micah Parsons, even though not necessarily have to hurry and do that, but they're going to have a lot of money that they've got to spend. So what do you do with Tyron Smith? Are you going to re-sign him? You've got, uh, what, Tyler Biotish. Is another guy. Well, when when I look at the at the list of cowboy free agents, and you start to prioritize on, you know the the offensive side of the ball, man, Tony Pollard. What do you do there? And when you look at the free agent running backs, Saquon, sure, can you afford him? Um, it, what's the market going to be? Jacobs, same thing. Derrick Henry, same thing. Tony Pollard. Um, Tony Pollard told us last week in Las Vegas he wants to be in Dallas, but he's going who has the uh, best offer. As he should. And uh, and he wasn't he didn't tiptoe around it. No, I, I mean, no. I, I want to be in Dallas, uh, basically, is what he said, but I'm going who offers me the most amount of money. I bet if you talk to every one of these free agents, not just Cowboys, but any team, they're going to say the same thing. Yeah, I'd like to stay in Tennessee, Derrick Henry. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go to whoever pays me the most. Well, so on the offensive side, let's let's put Tony Pollard on the couch, right? Uh, because we got to figure out the budget for running backs. When you look at Tyler Biotish, do you prioritize Tyler Biotish? You know, you paid Terrence Steele last year. You know, Zach Martin is coming up. 
Tyler Smith is about to get paid. He's He's got yep, another year yep. before he cashes in, and that dude is going to get paid. And you got Tyler Biondish. There really isn't a quality backup center on that roster. You know, I mean, we've seen them. So I'm not comfortable with any of those guys that are in a backup role moving up to become starters. So do I prioritize Tyler Biotish? And then yes. you look at, at, at Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith is still dominant when he is available. And what do you do? I mean, there are rumors all over the place about Tyron Smith. Again, he wants to stay in Dallas, likes Jerry Jones. But then you hear these rumors that Kansas City might come knocking and try to steal um, Tyron Smith away. Tyron Smith has made so much money uh-huh. in his career. He's at the point of his career, unlike, say, a Tyler Biotish. Tyler Biotish is set for his big first payday. Tyron Smith is at the point where if he really wants to win, does he stay in Dallas hoping that Dak Prescott learns how to be a playoff quarterback? Or if these stories are true, these rumors, Kansas City offers, do you go to Kansas City? In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't even be a be, psh, bye, guys. Well, I, I, I mean, you, you, you play the odds. I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes yesterday guaranteed a three-peat. It's never been done before. But who gives you the best chance to go win a Super Bowl, right? And, yeah, I'd go to Kansas City, too. No different than Demarcus Lawrence going to Buffalo to finally get a ring at the end of his career. Does Tyron Smith, if he doesn't retire, does he stay in Dallas or does he look at one of these other teams that have a chance of going to a Super Bowl? Well, there's going to be some interest in him. I don't think there's any question about that. We talked yesterday about you know him maybe being a backup, and I just don't see him being comfortable with that. Uh, the, the reports that I'm reading that he's going to command right in the 7 to $8 million range, which you know in today's NFL is kind of cheap. Um, yeah. So, and, I, and I would hate for the Cowboys to lose Tyron Smith because he's $8 million. Right? Yeah. Uh, it, because it, the, the guy can still start. The question with Tyron isn't if he gets hurt, but when and how many games. And it's unfortunate that's where he's at in his career. There are a lot of guys that are on this free agent list that you would love to have, but they're always hurt. You know, San Francisco, they've got to make some decisions on, on their roster. You know, as much as I love a Debo Samuel guy, seems to be hurt a lot. Same with, like, you know, George Kittle. Um, you know, there's questions coming out of San Francisco. Do they get rid of Brandon Ayuk? I wouldn't get rid of Brandon Ayuk. Uh, but Debo, as great as he is, he gets hurt a lot. He um, does, but it, that's it, a tough one to give up. Well, it, but wouldn't you, couldn't you say, isn't that the same with Tyron Smith? Because when he's available, man, he is still really damn good. Yeah, when he's available. It, 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 it's going to come down. Look, the Cowboys, that offensive line, uh, you can't really afford to be giving guys away. I mean, they're going to have to draft offensive line again, I would think, this year. That's got to be a priority as far as I'm concerned. And I'm sure for Dak Prescott, that would be a priority as well. Um, And the Cowboys have been pretty good at drafting offensive linemen. So that's got to be a priority. So do you go younger or do you keep a Tyron Smith around and hope that he stays healthy um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting question to to, uh, to ponder. What What's fascinating, what I can't wait for, is that March, free agent time, it's coming. We don't have to wait a long time to get some of these answers. Well, and, and when you look at the, the Cowboys' offensive line, and we talk about how well they, they draft, you got Biotish is an unrestricted free agent, so is Tyron Smith, so is Chuma Adoga. 
Um, so when you look at the depth, T.J. Bass, Brock Hoffman is your backup center, Asim Richards, Matt Walesko still hanging out there, and then you got Josh Ball. And if I never see Josh Ball again, I'll be okay. Uh, Walesko, we've been hearing about forever, but he's a guy that can't stay healthy. Uh-huh. He hasn't been able to, to really get healthy yet. Um, Richards was okay. Hoffman, when he had a play last year, was was okay. And maybe they'll develop, but you can only hope. Well, but but I'm I'm looking at this saying I'm not comfortable with. So if the Oddish leaves, are going with Hoffman. If if Tyron Smith leaves and Chuma Doga leaves, then you really have no backup left tackle. I know Tyler Smith could slide over, but then that puts T.J. Bass as your starting guard. I mean, I know they're going to go get other big guys that can fill that role. And while you say they've drafted well, I don't know that I don't know that they well they might have drafted well, but they haven't developed well at the offensive line position. Well, so Biotish has got to be a priority. You have to retain Tyler Biotish. I don't think you have a choice there if you're the Cowboys. You've got to keep this guy, uh, Tyron Smith. I think it's going to come down to money. You know what, what what is he going to be offered, and what are the Cowboys willing to pay to keep him around? He has made a lot of money. The guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. Will he stay on a team-friendly deal? That that remains to be to, to see. But again, the Cowboys have got a lot of money they've got to spend this offseason. They are going to be breaking the bank. Um, and, and some guys are going to have to try and, and get – they're going to have to try and get some better deals out of these guys. And if you're these guys, you don't want to do that. All, all in, says Jerry Jones. We'll, we'll see what all in really means. But when you look at – on the defensive side, Gilmore is a free agent. Seems like Zimmer's a big fan of Gilmore. Uh, J. Ron Curse is a free agent. Jordan Lewis is a free agent. And man, I'd hate to lose J. Lou. Hankins, yeah. Uh, the long snapper, yeah, you need him. Uh, Neville Gallimore is a free agent. Dante Fowler is a free agent. Dorrance Armstrong is a free agent. Corner C.J. Goodwin Woo! is a free agent. I know wow. th- those are the unrestricted guys. Yeah. I mean, your only restricted free agent is Rico Dowdle. <laughs> I tell you, Cowboys have got a lot of work to do. They've got a lot. We, we talk about the big names, obviously, and Dak and C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons, but they got a lot of work to do uh, with, with the other tier guys, and a lot of those guys are important. So, look, Zimmer's going to come. He's going to ha- – he's got – you. How you get them, if it's free agent through the draft or whatever, they've, they've got to get some linebackers in there that can play. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Overshone's a guy or not. We really didn't get an, an opportunity to see him play uh, because he got hurt. But Zimmer's going to want some linebackers. He's, and, and I think he's going to want some beefy linebackers, not these small guys. You know, a combination of both, however they need to do it. Uh, Miguel Martinez on YouTube says Cowboys need to keep Hankins. I, I'm not so sure. Well, I mean, it depends I mean, on Mozzie Smith, doesn't it? Well, yes. Um, you still need depth. But, I mean, Hankins was a castaway from, what, the Raiders? And, yeah. you know, quote-unquote, run stopper. What was the issue last year for the Cowboys' defense? Run. Stopping the run? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say it depends on what he costs to keep, but I'd like to try somebody else. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys, you know, if he's not there, I don't know that we're going to miss him because I can I can replace him just as easily and be mad at somebody else just as easily as I can be at Hankins. He certainly played well for Dallas, a lot better than what he was doing with the Raiders. But 
I'm not I'm not losing sleep if Hankins goes somewhere else because we'll just replace him. Look, you drafted Mozzie Smith number one. Yeah. Right? So okay. he's got to be the guy. And you've got to decide if is he the guy or is he not? Uh, and, and yeah, if you want to keep Hankins around, if you can get him cheap and, and have him back up. But I think it's time for Mozzie Smith to, to be starter day one. I mean, you've got to see what you've got in this guy. I mean, or you wasted another, you know, a number one draft pick. They already wasted the second one with the tight end and then the, the, their last one with the gadget guy. So they didn't have a very good draft last year at all. I mean, it was poor, as it turns out right now. Yes, you agree with that. It's hard to disagree with it. It is hard to disagree, but I I always reserve judging drafts until three or four years down the road. Um, Not when you draft them number one that you got to produce. Well, yeah, your your first two picks need to be immediate impact players, and the Cowboys weren't. No. Um, but yeah, right now that's looking like a bad draft for Will McClay. Yeah, it, 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 it really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but they, you know. But outside of those two picks and the, and the Deuce Vaughn deal, I mean, it was a good draft. You know, they, <laughs> so 50-50. Yeah, three of them were okay. Uh, the other three, not so much. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah. As it stands as at it, this as moment in time. Yes. If Mozzie develops? He's got to develop. He has to develop this season. I mean, he's got to be an impact player because the Cowboys need him. They, they drafted him because he could stop the run. He didn't do any of that, nor did anybody else. He's got to prove himself this year. Got to develop. And everything that I keep hearing about Mike Zimmer, technique, um, discipline, I think Mozzie Smith will benefit or be gone based on what Zimmer can get out of him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is kind of like that that fresh um, – uh, I, I don't know, like like you got a new boss, you better you better get it or you could be gone, mm-hmm. right? Kind of kind of mentality. Yeah. And Zimmer is certainly that kind of guy. Although I do believe the San Antonio Spurs are very proof that you can actually add a first round pick and not be any better, despite <laughs> what that first round pick does on a basketball floor. Last night it was on display once again. Wemby doing Wemby things and the Spurs just continuing to suck. A great start, an awful finish. The better team just came out to play. They realized they were in a hole and said, okay, we're playing the Spurs. Let's turn it up a notch. They did, and they whacked them. Yeah, let's talk about what we saw last night from our San Antonio Spurs heading into the All-Star break. I got to tell you, man, there's there's some sound from Pop that just... What, Joe? Grinds my gears. Grinds your gears? Yes, it does. All right. Joe's going to lose his mind <laughs> yes. next on the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. This is the home of the Aggies. This is Andy Marco. We're locked on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. You can get us on Twitter at Joe Reinagle 210. You can tweet at me at Jason Minix, the station at SA Sports Star. You can listen online, sasportstar.com, streaming brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. You can watch us on YouTube. Subscribe to the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel, and you can comment there. We're high tech, right? I mean, we're, we're high yes. tech. We're in 2024. 
We just got an email from the big boss. Did you see this email? Just now? Yeah. I did not. 19 minutes ago, just now. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Faxing. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> I did see that. We yes. will be doing away with faxing by the end of the month. I who can't still, remember the last time I sent a fax. Who still uses a fax machine? <laughs> I have no idea. I can't recall the last time we I, I got a fax or even wanted to send a fax. <laughs> now, I, and, I, and I say that, our copy machine, uh huh. you can fax through the copy machine. So is that what's going away? Probably is that's what's going because, away now. Because basically you could you 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 scan it turns into a PDF. Yes. And, and actually, and I call it faxing. I, uh, you it, can it, email. It, it, it gets right? emailed, right? Yes. So yeah, you're right. I I, I have no idea. We still have a. I, where is the fax machine? I mean, we don't even have phones <laughs> on our desk Lance's anymore. Office? Well, maybe. <laughs> Remember oh, National Signing Day? And, exactly. You know, that's uh, like like I think coaches. We're the last to use a fax machine, and that went away. It feels like a decade ago. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I sent a fax or got one. So I'm glad to see <laughs> that here at Alpha Media we're getting into the modern times. I wonder how long we've been paying for a fax machine, <laughs> not realizing the fax machine was in a box in the back storage yeah, exactly. closet or something. I bet you Greg Shelton still gets faxes. He looks like a fax guy. No. Of course, that's our engineer, in case you don't know. No, grumpy-ass Greg Shelton. Uh-huh. Faxing would be too much work for him. <laughs> but he's really one of those high-tech guys. Oh, yeah? Like, I walked into his office yesterday because apparently some equipment didn't make it back from the Super Bowl. Uh-oh. Now, I have no idea what he's talking about that's missing. I'm going to guess it's somewhere in Tim Spence's luggage. But I walk into his office, and he's watching a YouTube video on how to convert like a truck trailer into something, <laughs> you know, uh, like I, I, I'm not really sure what, but it's like, oh, I'm like, what the hell are you watching? And it was, you know, because he likes the, you know, Greg doesn't like people. No, uh, Shelton does not like people. Not His idea of a great vacation is going out to West Texas and not seeing another human uh -huh. for days. Yeah, and he lives out of a, a a trailer or a tent or whatever the hell it is that that he does out there. But he was trying to figure out how to convert like the back of his truck into. Some sort of sleeping quarters. Really? It was very interesting. Very wow. MacGyver-ish. Very, uh -huh. who in the hell does this? Grizzly it's, Adams it, it's, type it's, of stuff. It's, huh? it's Grizzly Adams. Grizzly that's, Adams. <laughs> that's, that's your reference? Yes. There were no bear shootings involved here. Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams. He looks like that with that scruffy beard. Arr. And he sounds like a pirate. Grizzly Adams sounds like a pirate. <laughs> Oh, Greg Shelton. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, he probably does fax things. Yeah, he probably does. Probably faxes in his order to the pizza place. Probably. Yes. Can you still do that? <laughs> I don't, Holy I, cow. I haven't seen a fax machine. Wow. Thought about a fax machine. Um, I'm going to check something real quick. Uh-oh, what are you checking? Last time you sent a fax? No, if they said... They literally still put the fax number on our business cards. <laughs> now we all need new business cards because there's no more fax machine. So when you hand that out, just say, we see that number on the bottom, it, it doesn't work anymore. What does the F mean on your business card in those numbers? Well, that was fax machine. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> yeah, it's a great conversation starter. Well, I bet you half the people that are listening to us right now, the younger version anyway, have probably never even heard of a fax machine. I don't know. 
I mean, Edwin just pulled up on the screen in here. It's not making it to YouTube because Ryan's slacking. Uh, but, but I mean, you can buy fax machines still that even have telephones attached to them. Oh, wow. I mean, cause I used to have a direct line on my desk in my, in my office uh-huh. and that a fax way. machine. no, no, a, a phone. And now it's the, on, on the business cards. Cause they just gave us new business cards when we changed our logo again. And so they just put the main number on there and, you know, so you talk to Iris and then I don't know what Iris does if somebody calls that. Cause it's not like she could transfer that call. To my office. Is there a is there a phone that Iris uses, like yes. a regular yeah. phone? Yes. Wow. I can't remember the last time I made a, a, a call with a regular phone. But, but again, I don't know what she does if somebody calls. How does she does she <laughs> Hey just, Jason? <laughs> I mean, line one. I mean but I don't have a I don't have a phone on my desk anymore to go line one. Well you gotta like, walk up there. So I gotta go take like like you're in prison, you know, you it's, go up there to you stand at the exactly. window and have your conversation. But if other people are calling, Iris can't answer the calls. I, I think she could forward those to your cell phone. Oh, she but, can? but I'm I i do not know. Well that's you know, a that's when an was interesting the last topic? time somebody called the main office. I don't know. Remember? I've never gotten a call on my cell phone from, from, from Iris. Iris. No. Well, you're missing out. Well, she calls you. It's wonderful. I go see her every now and then for, like, supplies. That's all you go see her for? Yeah. Is when you need a paper clip or a sticky note? Yes. What do you go see her for? Oh, we talk music. Really? Yeah. Well, you're more of a music guy. I'm not. I am. And she she works, uh, while she works here in our building, Uh she's uh, a DJ on a station in Portland. It's an alternate rock music station. Nice. Yeah, and I think she's... uh, uh, on in Peoria, Illinois, and wow. what else is she on? She's in a lot of places. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Technology is wonderful. It is. And, you know, she probably gets, you know, her playlist from the station in Portland faxed over to her every day, so now I have no <laughs> idea what the hell she's going to do. The hell gonna is she going to do now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Iris is awesome. She is awesome. Yes. Very nice, always. Yes. You know, we were talking about the new Pearl Jam song that just got released. Really? Yeah. I'm thrilled. <laughs> she I'm sure it's great. You know, or the Machine Head concert that's coming up. You know, Sam over here across the hall was listening to George Strait. On Jack FM? Well, he wasn't, I don't think he was playing that on Jack FM. Oh, he but was just listening to it? And it was loud. Yeah? It was great. So we were over there toe-tapping. You were toe-tapping toe-tapping with Sam? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> well, we weren't touching each other. Or we just, well, you just said you were tapping toes. Well, I was tapping mine. He was tapping his. Really? In in <laughs> space. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm positive. Uh, how, how much space? Uh, I don't know, about five feet. There's not five feet in his studio. Well, I wasn't inside the studio. I was outside. I just opened the door because I heard the music. Really? Yes. And started, Finally, some quality music and in so this place. And so you were toe tapping with Sam. Yes. Does Sam know that you guys were toe tapping together? Absolutely, he knows. Yes. He enjoyed it. You sure? <laughs> I didn't realize Sam was a big uh, George Strait fan. I don't know that he is. He is. He told me he was. Well, he probably lied to you. He said he's got two George Strait albums, like vinyl. Yeah. At his house. Those are his wife's. Uh, well, I don't care whose they are. Yeah, but Sam will be at a Slipknot concert. Not a George Strait concert. I, I, I beg to differ, sir. I bet you he will be at a George Strait concert. Well, because his wife wants to go see George. Uh, well, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, but a lot of guys will go see a concert that they, that they don't want to because their wife Dude, wants George to go. George Strait is the king of country music. He is. 
So I, I'm not what, saying what's any, that, why do you I'm, hate I'm George Strait? I'm not Strait? saying it, there's a story. I'm not saying anything <laughs> bad about George Strait. You Strait. did something wrong, obviously. I did not. Yes, you did. Well, I did. Yeah. I did. Uh-huh. You disrespected the guy. Well, dude, it was a long time ago. Well, I mean, but does he was, hold grudges? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, he probably he, he probably he probably wrote a song about it. I, he's not Taylor Swift. I mean, he might. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault. Really? Yes. Dude, well, you know the story. Well, I do, but I, it's, I still, it's still his fault. It's not his fault. It's, you, it's his fault. You know, I tried to interview him at his, when I was doing Spurs sidelines. Uh huh. And he was over there, and and Mike Kikarillo says, "Hey, well, you know, George Strait, so let's see if you can get an interview with him." Yeah. I said, "Okay, yeah, that'd be great." I walk over there, and Mr. Strait. <laughs> you might have, you might have, yeah, I was like, Mr. Strait. Um, and, and, he's, and I said, you mind if we, we talk to you when we come back from the break? Well, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I said, I don't know what you're doing, you know, your basketball, the Spurs. And he looked up at me and he goes, nah. He said, no. <laughs> he said, no. Oh, come on. So I left there with my tail between my legs. Still a big George Strait fan, though. George Strait, I guess, 95, 96. I'm doing overnights at KJ97. Uh-huh. And George Strait lost his dog. Remember, he yeah. pulled into his house, left his dog in the back of the truck. Hours later, came out, dog was gone. Remember, he's taking full-page ads in the newspaper. He was looking for his dog, all distraught. And, you know, KJ at the time, they still might be doing it, plays two George Strait songs an hour. Uh-huh. So, they should still you know, be doing it. Smart-ass 22, 23-year-old, 24, whatever I was, um, DJ in the middle of the night said, uh, George might need to rewrite this song instead of uh, Gone as a Girl Can Get. I said he should change this one to <laughs> Gone as a Dog Can Get. Then a few minutes later, it's when Clear Channel owned it, and, uh-huh. and they, they all lived here. Hotline rings. Which, you know, I was like, uh-oh, and it's the big boss of... <laughs> You know, and I had to call George Strait and apologize. You had Here's to call him and apologize. Oh, yes, I called him. And, and, did, and, did George call the big boss? George called him. He was mad. Wow. And so I had to call George and yeah, apologize. Who's that smart-ass kid on the radio? Yeah. Hey, Mr. Strait, I'm to, I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then a couple years later, I'm emceeing an event. He was there. I thought it'd be funny, and I'd tell him the story, and he just looked at me and walked right off. <laughs> He didn't say a word to me the rest of the time. Love Dude, George you don't Strait. mess with a man's dog. Dude, he, he left in the back of the truck. Well, that dog was shouldn't have jumped well, out. And again, it, it sounded like a perfect country song. Hey, dog, dog shouldn't have jumped out. <laughs> it shouldn't have. The dog's well-trained. Stay in the back of the truck. Clearly, it wasn't well-trained. Apparently not. Out chasing a rabbit or something. It might have been. Probably. Never came back. Never did? Country song. Uh-oh. What kind of dog was it? Uh, well, it's a long gone dog at Apparently. this point. <laughs> gone as a dog can get, <laughs> which would be a great country song. Well, sort of. Aren't they all? You, you can include that lost dog in the song, but it can't be all about that. Dude, think about country songs. Uh huh. Broken down truck, girls yeah. gone, beer drinking. Yes. I mean, mama. The, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a formula. Sure. You know, we're all attached to our dogs, mm-hmm. right? Sounds like a good song to me. Well, I mean, obviously not. I don't. I don't. George got a lot of hits, but none of them are "Gone Dog Gone." <laughs> Somebody out there is going to write that song at some point. 
Uh, RJ Ochoa chiming in on our group uh chat. Uh-oh. Guarantee y'all each have sent a fax in the last five years. <laughs> no. Have not. No. I can't remember the last fax I don't that even, I sent or received. I don't know that I would know how to do that anymore. It was wonderful technology when it came out, though. It was like, wow, you can do that. Exactly. Amazing. Exactly. You know, it saved Harrison Ford on that movie when he was the president. <laughs> he sent a fax to the vice president, and it, great. <laughs> Air Force One is, is the name of that movie. That was the name of that movie. Yes. Took you a minute to come it, up with that. It did. I had to remember that. Saved Harrison Ford's butt. The facts, Dad. The facts. Yes. That's how he let everybody know the plane was being hijacked. Because he sent a fax. Sent a fax. Now you can send a text. Yeah. Probably send a photo. How about that? Yeah. Facetime somebody. Oh. Send a. Fa- I just can't believe we're getting rid of the fax machine here at Alpha <laughs> I Media. Know it. Who's going to save our bacon and we're in trouble? Who are we going to send a fax to? Well, the question is, if you send it, somebody's got to have a fax machine on the other <laughs> end exactly. to actually receive it. Exactly. <laughs> Who has that? Who's sending it off in space? Does anybody out there still use a fax machine? Let us know. <laughs> With modern technology, tweet at Joe Reinagle yes. 210, <laughs> at Jay Simonix. Comment on the YouTube. It was a great Spurs segment, was <laughs> it, it not? It sure was. I do want to deal with this Spurs, though, because Pop really irritated me. Pop irritated Ryan Eagle. Yes. What else is it? Sounds like a country song. It sounds like. <laughs> George, if you're listening, Pop irritated Joe. You can drink a cold beer to that. Uh huh. <laughs> Tap your toe with Sam. That's right. L- little little playing footsies <laughs> with Sam. I am from Jack FM. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good lord. Dave Campo, the former Dallas Cowboys head coach, is going to join us here on the Blitz at four thirty to talk about his former DC. That is now the current DC of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get his thoughts on Mike Zimmer getting the job up in Dallas as. Defensive coordinator should be interesting. Um, you think about things that you know were great once that are going away. Uh huh. Kind of, you know, some news just kind of hits you different, even though you kind of expect it. We'll dive into a story as the Masters is right around the corner that that kind of got you in the feels. We'll talk about that coming up here on the Blitz on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Howdy. Oh, howdy. Turn your mic on. <laughs> See, Pledge isn't here to do that for I you. I know it. I, he, Pledge spoils me. We'll get Edwin working on it, though. See, Edwin probably learns, especially working with Rob. Uh-huh. Let Rob turn his own mic on. Yeah. How many times, Edwin, does Rob not do that and try to talk and there's no mic? He used to do it a lot, at least twice a show. Yeah. But, but also, he doesn't do it now? But not you as got, much. you got to be careful because if... 
if Edwin were to turn it on and Rob wasn't ready to, for it to be on, <laughs> you don't know what Rob might be saying under his breath, right? So, yeah. you know, sometimes there's things it's better to control your sure, own. Sure, sure. Yes. I will it, try to remember kind of that. that way. Yeah. Yeah, Edwin filling in, doing double duty today. So show Edwin all the love because James Pledger is off on a ski trip. And apparently, as he's driving out to go skiing in Rio Doso, New Mexico, they have stopped in Roswell for, for lunch. And there's a great diner in Roswell. It's out of this world. And if you're watching on YouTube, I don't know that I want to say this on air, but I'll show the picture on YouTube of something <laughs> that Pledge probably bought in a gift store. So go to the SA Sports Star YouTube channel, and I will show you this photo. Uh, it, it takes a rare person to buy something like this, and I'm kind of concerned that they actually are selling these just like in a regular convenience store. But if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the uh, coffee cup that I'm sure James Pledger has bought in multiple colors because there is a green one, a pink one, um, and it looks like there's one with some black trim as well with an interesting saying on it. Very Beavis and Butthead-ish, if you know what I mean. It is, see, I know you're going to make fun of me, but I don't understand. I don't get it. So what? What is that like a – I guess I haven't seen that episode of Beavis and Butthead, but uh, – Well, I don't think it's actually from Beavis and Butthead. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't say Cornholio. It does not. No. <laughs> I don't get it. Is that like it's, it's some dude being lifted up into a UFO? Yes. And if, you know Roswell, New Mexico, the aliens, right? Sure. Like, and if you're, have you ever been to Roswell? I never have. No. Um, the street lamps all look like alien. I like, uh huh. It's a tourist attraction. Sure. You know, you, I get it. You go there and you buy all the crap with aliens on it. Well, what know? does my hiney have to do with it? Well, it's not. <laughs> I don't get it. Somebody explain this to me. It's probably funny as hell, and I don't. I don't understand it. It just says, "Ask me about my butthole." For I mean, what? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, why would you? I'm like, hey, dude, come here. <laughs> How's your? <laughs> now, Miguel Martinez on YouTube says, "Pros uh, probes in the bunghole, Joe." <laughs> so do aliens. Stick things up your behind? Is that how they get info? <laughs> Woo! Dude, my doctor's an alien then. <laughs> Somebody help me. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? Moon Poor red. <laughs> red was turning red. <laughs> it's been a while since you've done this show. Huh, Edwin? I forgot what it, what it used to feel like. Oh, my goodness. Let's do the headline blitz. <laughs> this is Jason and Joe's Headline Blitz. <laughs> two guys, two opinions, never enough time. You all right? No. <laughs> Somebody, please, I, you got to explain that At coffee cup to me. Joe Reinigle. Please. 210. Yes. Tweet him all your various <laughs> references. Um, go back to that page you were just on there, Edwin. The, the next one. Because that might be the appropriately named place 
Oh, you, you're having trouble going back to it. Damn it. Uh, I think it was a place called the Invasion Station, <laughs> <laughs> which would be the perfect place to find that coffee cup. Yeah, look at that. It's called the Invasion Station. But they're, but they're talking about invasion of the aliens, not invasions of your... I think it could be a multi-use name. <laughs> if they're selling coffee cups like that, that would be the Invasion Station. Not the kind of thing that I'd want on my coffee cup. Could you imagine having that at work? No. HR might have an issue. They might. Well, maybe not with the cup, but with the conversations <laughs> that the cup would lead to. You think they'll have an issue with this radio show today? No. 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 Good. Now, these four hours are HR free. <laughs> good. Now, if it's your office, I have no idea. Our office, we're good. We're good. We're good. Hopefully in your office as well. Yes. But that's what headphones are for, <laughs> for those of you that are watching at work. Um, we appreciate it, by the way. The Masters coming up. It's been announced. Vern Lundquist will call his final Masters this year. 40 years. Jeez. And, and Vern Lundquist is, I, I mean, you realize as, as you get older, at some point all these legendary broadcasters are going to stop doing what they're doing. Some of them you think, well, Maybe they should stop others. When I still hear Vern Lundquist, he still seems so sharp. It, it was weird not having him during football. It will be even stranger not having him at the Masters at Amen Corner. That unique voice that he has. He has such a unique voice and uh, just smooth. I mean, he's smooth as silk, this guy, and and, and I love it. And uh, You know, Vern uh, is one of those guys that uh, he's nice to everybody. I, I, I MC several events up at uh, was it TLU now because yeah. uh, he holds a, a thing there once a year to raise money for the athletic department. I think he's still doing that, but he would bring guests in, mm -hmm. big name big. guests. Big yeah, name and guests. so um, it, it was an honor to meet that guy, and an honor to be around him, and an honor to uh, to talk with him and, and interview him. Um, so yeah, that is kind of sad, but uh, it'll make the Masters worth watching this year for sure. As if you needed another uh, excuse. True, true. Especially with uh, with Tiger back. Tiger playing this weekend. He's been off for eight months. He's playing well. Last I checked, he was one under par. And now that he's with TaylorMade, it seems that we've got a new Tiger based on some social media clips. Um, there's there's video of Tiger, and a friend of mine sent me this on, on Instagram. Uh -huh. He's reaching into his golf bag and discreetly putting in a dip. I didn't know that... <laughs> that he, he was a dipper. And then there's also a video of him, and TaylorMade put this video out, said, we do our research because they're at the Riviera Country Club. And I know, Joe, you, you don't give a damn about In-N-Out Burger, but in L.A., and a lot of people, they like the In-N-Out Burger. But the, the TaylorMade put out the video, says, we do our research because they're handing out In-N-Out Burgers, Tiger, no pickles. And... The little, uh, I say little, the lady that handed him the burger. You don't really see her on camera, but you can hear her. So now she's got an opportunity to make small talk with Tiger Woods <laughs> while, his, while he's getting lunch. And you know what she said to him? What'd she say? So you're not a pickle guy, huh? <laughs> he's like, no, not a pickle guy. But his In-N-Out burger, no pickles. And and no spread, so just basically your cheeseburger, the just the, dry. Well, I mean, I you know how they do the animal style that that you could do there at any yes, house. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, he's not a fan of that or the pickles. Well, they don't have much on their burgers anyway, right? Well, I mean, uh, they they got the thick cut onion and and tomato. That's it. Uh, onion, uh, 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 onion, tomato, 
pickle, which Tiger doesn't want, and then you can get an animal style, which apparently Tiger doesn't want. And then Tiger's getting just hammered in the comments for those that think you have to go animal style or how can you not have pickles on your burger? Who the hell cares? Eat it your way. What? But just could you imagine? Like, it's Tiger Woods. What am I going to say to him? What am I? Not a pickle guy, huh? <laughs> Of all the questions you could ask at that moment. Not well, a pickle guy. That's kind of strange, though, right? I mean, I like pickles. So you now you find them strange. Well, it's it's a little strange. You got to have a little mustard on there or something. I mean, you got to have well, something I, I, on there to make an In-N-Out burger edible. In-N-Out's not bad. It's horrible. Oh, it's not horrible. Overrated. Well, I mean, for you. It's overrated. But, I mean, to compare, what I don't like is people that compare In-N-Out to, to Whataburger. Can't two different it. style of they burgers. Are. Yeah. Very, very different style. Uh-huh. And to me, you know, when I'm in LA, I love an In N Out burger. In San Antonio, man, when they first opened, yeah, I went and had one, went, all right. Uh the, to me, there's something about having one in California that says, Man, I'm in LA. You know, <laughs> I, I mean it, you know, it's like you know, we're in Las Vegas last week and they opened up a water burger. Well, I'm in no rush to go have a water burger on the strip. I didn't know that. Where they open up a Whataburger? Right there on the strip. Really? I'm going to be in uh, in Vegas again next weekend. Uh, Are you going to have a Whataburger? Probably not. No? Although, it looks like one badass Whataburger. I'm one, sure it is. it's got a full bar, a couple of different levels. You can have a, a Whataburger overlooking the strip. You know, they slot got machines out, in there or blackjack tables? I, on that part of the video, I didn't see. That's pretty cool. But um, I, 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 I'll be there next month, and I doubt that I'll go either. Because I'd like in the casino, yeah, hotel, you, you won't leave and the then casino. back to the airport. Yeah. You're going to try to go see Carrot Top? No. So meeting the guy, you don't want to go see him? Not really. I mean, he's probably great. I just don't. That's not what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Oh. You know, it was so weird being in Vegas and just being a regular schmo. I mean, you know, you're you're like working. They have a town, and it's like people actually go to work. And we went to a wonderful restaurant that wasn't touristy. We're I know packed. it was Super great. Bowl week. It was it was great. Well, we we spent five days at the Mandalay Bay and didn't drop a nickel in that casino. Not which in I that find one. Very weird. <laughs> drop nickels elsewhere. We did. Call it regular schmo. Went to a grocery store. They have those there. I can't believe it. Yeah, my sister lives there. She tries to tell me these things, but. I didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, we were there for the, the Super Bowl, and there's still so much Super Bowl talk going on. Now you got Bosa insinuating that the 49ers' defense was ill-prepared to face the Chiefs. Now, their defensive coordinator has been fired. A lot of people up in arms over the fact that they fired Steve Wilkes. Question does become, though, had San Francisco won the game, was Steve Wilkes still going to be fired, even if they won the Super Bowl? Because... There seemed to be some friction between Wilkes and Kyle Shanahan leading up to uh, the Super Bowl. They played well enough in that game. Let, let's be honest. You hold the Chiefs to 25 total points, 19 in regulation. Yeah. If San Francisco had dominated the first half, scores touchdowns instead of field goals, they might win that game. Now you got Bosa saying, yeah, we weren't ready. Uh, and that surprises me because I thought their defense played pretty well. Both defenses played well in that game. So... For Bosa to come out and say that, uh, it, it, it really is a surprise. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought they played well. I was surprised that Steve Wilkes was fired. So you know it had to be something else. Although their defense in the playoffs overall wasn't very good. No. I mean, against Green Bay or Detroit, it, it wasn't very good. Which 
if you're a Cowboy fan playing the what if game, you know, because if the Cowboys beat the Packers and then, you know, because that San Francisco team certainly didn't look as dominant, even though they made it to the Super Bowl, kind of like the Chiefs all year, not as dominant as we as we're used to seeing, but they still make it to the Super Bowl. But the path for the Cowboys seems so open. They fall short. And you wonder, had they played a second time, the way San Francisco was playing at the end of the year, what could have happened? Well, you get like, Cowboy fans could what if themselves could have been to, to death. They, I mean, they wouldn't have gotten past Detroit, but okay, uh, keep it, that fantasy alive. Well, and and that's certainly possible. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's certainly possible. <laughs> and and then and now you know the Travis Kelsey backlash, if you will, from the Andy Reid situation. And, and I think Travis isn't getting hammered as much as I think most people would. Although he is getting hammered, but I think because he owned it so quickly, he's talked about it. He talked about it immediately after the game. Every interview he did, he didn't try to make an excuse. He he owned it uh, and, and admitted it was bad. It was it was bad in the moment. He wouldn't do it again. Taylor Swift also saving Travis from some of that backlash. I think so too. I think that's a big part of it. Uh, and and the fact that Andy Reid came out right away and said, "Look, I love the guy. I love his passion." Yada yada, but uh, it was a bad look. We said that, and, and, but he probably is. And, and I've heard saw some comments on our YouTube page yesterday that, um, you know, he was being saved by Taylor Swift, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. So interesting. And we've got a poll up on our YouTube page again. We do. Yeah. Oh. Is In and Out overrated? I'm going to click yes. I'm going to click no. We'll cancel it out. Well, if damn. you guys think In and Out is overrated. Uh, we have a poll on our website that just on our website at on our YouTube channel. Yes. Go to sasportstar.com's YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I got all kinds of various comments. Nine votes in, it's a fifty-seven percent yes. Well, we'll now it's fifty-fifty. We'll, we'll see Look at if that. it changes. We'll see if it changes. Go vote in the poll. Why not? Ryan's in a poll mood. He is in so a poll mood. That's the second mood. poll he's put out today. That a boy, Ryan. And you Keep would him think, coming. You would think he would let us know when he puts out a poll so Keep we can direct coming. people to go to the poll. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I, I check on our uh, comments from time to time. I'm glad. Somebody has to. Yes. Some, somebody has to. Mike Zimmer is the new defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. We learned yesterday during his introductory press conference that you heard live here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star, that he and Marvin Lewis were doing a podcast last year. Now, a lot of you might have already known that, if, you know, but obviously he says that, and now that he is officially the defensive coordinator, a lot of people are going through every one of his podcasts to find little nuggets that he might have sure. said or did say about the Dallas Cowboys. One was found about his thoughts on the Cowboys' secondary Gilmore and Diggs, namely, what he said, very interesting, especially if you're Diggs. Uh, we'll talk about it and let you hear what Zimmer had to say last summer about Trayvon Diggs. That's coming up here next on The Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports. Cowboys play here. 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. The Blitz tomorrow live out at the Rue Pub, 281 and Redland Road. So come spend and start your Friday with us. 
please do that. Always fun at the Rupub. And uh, I just plan to stay there a while. we got the Rising Stars Challenge tomorrow. You can see Wimby and Jeremy Sohan. Maybe Wimby will have some uh, players that actually pass him the ball. Yeah, we'll talk some Spurs coming up. Uh, <laughs> also coming up in about an hour, just over an hour, Dave Campo will join us, former Cowboys head coach. Very cool. Talking about Mike Zimmer, who is once again the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. And it, and it will be fun talking to Coach Campo. Uh, he had a tweet today uh, about Zimmer getting that job. He's very excited for his former defensive coordinator. And I saw that tweet, and I texted Dave and uh, said, you got to come on and talk about this. Um, because I do think now that Mike Zimmer is officially the guy, mm-hmm. you got a, you got a lot of people that are coming around to what he might do that will make this already good defense better. Um, and a lot of that's discipline, a lot of that's culture. And he talked yesterday during his press conference, you know, his time away, he was doing a podcast with uh, uh, Marvin Lewis and watching, paying attention, and, and it's the Cowboys. He loves the Cowboys. He talked about that. So a lot of people went back through all of the different podcasts that he did to find little nuggets on things that he has said about the Dallas Cowboys. Because one of the things, and I, I, I never heard the podcast. But reading, I never did either. But, but reading about people that went through is, man, this guy's brutally honest with his player evaluations. And that, then... That's good. Then there's, there's this little nugget, if you will, or clip, whatever you want to call it. Nugget. Of Zimmer and, and Marvin Lewis talking about the Cowboys secondary. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, I, I worked out Gilmore, or I went to the workout when he was came come out of South Carolina. I loved him. You know, he's long, uh, yeah. good in and out of breaks. Uh, you know, it's, he's been, to, I think, three times all pro or something like that. Um, so I, I liked him a lot anyway. And he's he's got great acceleration. Um, he's a tough, competitive guy, very good again in the press. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then you look at, at Diggs, and Diggs, Diggs has um, – probably the best hands of any corner out there um he catches everything uh that's why he gets a lot a lot of interceptions i know that he doesn't play with a i mean his technique is hit and miss sometimes he's a little bit of a riverboat gambler um and again i do think he's good in in the press when he wants to get up there and press sometimes he lines up five yards off and kind of side side shuffles and you know he'll get beat on some double moves so you know i i do think if he would get a little bit more discipline in his techniques and things like that he may not have as many interceptions but he'd deny a lot more players from getting the ball and he would give up less plays you know, I love that honest assessment, and it's absolutely true. And the question is going to be, will a guy like Trayvon Diggs listen to Mike Zimmer? Will he? Will Micah Parsons listen to Mike Zimmer? I think that is a legit question. Yes. Uh, I mean, to answer your question, I, I would hope so, or, or they're not going to be long for – they're not going to be long uh, for the league or or for the uh, uh, certainly for the Cowboys. the The question becomes is how coachable are these guys? That's it. And because I mean, we give Al Harris so much credit. Al Harris is still on that staff. He is staying. Um, 
Mike Zimmer made his bones in the league as a defensive backs coach. So if you're Diggs, you should be excited to have a guy like this come in. Because if he can teach you something, you know, a little bit on technique, a little bit on Mm -hmm. discipline. And based on our conversation last week on Radio Row with Andrew Sunday, who was a safety with the Vikings, seeing some comments from Harrison Smith, who uh, was in that secondary on the Vikings, seeing comments this week from Darren Woodson, who should be in the Hall of Fame, damn it, uh, about Zimmer making them better mm-hmm. with technique, with film study, discipline. The, but when I hear that from, from Zimmer, he might have less interceptions. Will Diggs be okay with that? Don't be the gambler, uh, but be better at your position. What's, what's most important to Diggs? That's, that's exactly what we're going to find out when it comes to that. You know, the interceptions are the sexy thing. Right, Deron Bland made his, you know, fame, I guess, if you will, with the pick sixes, and and Diggs, what do you have? Ten interceptions his first year. Yeah, he he had a lot, but but again, I mean, it's it, it's one thing, you know, when you're going for the picks, and you kind of you kind of live with the good and the bad. He's going to make a lot of big plays, but in the ability or the effort of trying to make said play. You might give up a big touchdown. You might give up a, a big completion. The thing with Diggs, and we didn't, you know, last year, I mean, he got hurt. So, you know, but you go back a year, you know, he made a business decision in San Francisco by not hitting George Kittle while he was bobbling the ball all the way down. And there were some, some, some big tackles that he didn't want to make, making business decisions in my mind. Um, I don't think he will get away with that as much with Zimmer, but at at the same time, he had all those interceptions, and then he got a little bit better, fewer interceptions, but more pass breakups. So I expect those numbers to go up quite a bit with the interception numbers going down. You better hope that was just a business decision. Or is he one of those guys that just does not like contact? And And there are a lot of guys that have played that don't like contact. And so it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, if you're if you're a cornerback, you kind of need to tackle people. I mean, it kind of comes with the job. Diggs has never been too uh, too keen on on tackling anybody. It's going to be interesting to see. I think in this, everybody, I love what Mike Zimmer brings with the discipline and the culture and and the and the uh, all of it. But it's a different brand of player these days we see that in the nba we're seeing it in the nfl it's a different brand of player and will that hard nose coaching play with this brand of cowboy well and it's, it, it remains to be seen and i think it's a question that's going to have to be answered one of the things that mike zimmer did talk about yesterday during his press conference is he, he said he has evolved but the one thing that hasn't changed he's still demanding I'm demanding. I try. I try to get the best out of the players. But you know, to me, there's a difference. You know, I had one player who was a, a terrific player, and you could not yell at him. You had to put your arm around him. You had to talk to him, whisper. He didn't like to be reprimanded in front of people, and so that's what I did with him. And he became a, a terrific player. Other players, you know, I'd get after, and you know, I'd probably know some of the game, names. One of them was here. Um, but uh, I'll say it to him, Pac-Man Jones, right? 
he he gives me the biggest hugs now when I see him. But I, you know, you know, we ha we've had our our issues, you know, going back and forth, and um, you know, uh, you know, I think everybody's different. You try to you try to hit the button, however it is is to make them better. And and I hear that, and I think with especially a guy like Diggs, and you know, I've interviewed him a couple times. I, I I don't know him, but Zimmer will find what it takes to get the most out of him. That's what makes him a great leader. He knows he has the reputation of being a jerk. He was even asked about that yesterday during his presser. There's a reputation out there that I'm a jerk or something like that, which it is what it is, I guess. But, um, but you know, since I, since I, since it was announced that I was going to be here, I've heard from so many players that played for me, uh, uh, Players here, not just defensive backs, but linebackers and defensive linemen, uh, texted me and said how happy they are for me. And I think if I was such a jerk, I wouldn't be hearing from those guys. Well, I hope you're a jerk. And I hope every one of those guys thinks you're a jerk. We're going to find out if the Cowboys want to win or they just want to play football and make money. If they want to win, then they'll listen to Zimmer. They'll then they'll play, they'll follow his direction, and and they'll improve. If they don't, It'll be the same old Cowboys, and that's what it will be. When I see a Micah Parsons and you hear what he has to say on his, his podcast, what gives you any reason to believe that he's going to say, yes, sir, Mr. Zimmer, whatever you say? I don't see that. I don't see that at all. So I hope I'm wrong, but as I look at it right now and just going from what Micah has said and his attitude about his coaches and players, I don't see him falling in line and doing what he's told. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how a guy like Micah digs, how coachable they are because they've gone from having a player's coach to having a coach that's going to be demanding yep. that would rather earn your respect and demand that than your friendship, especially while you're playing for him. Yeah. Because I think Zimmer said it best there. Playing for me, those guys probably hated me. <laughs> now they like me. It's kind of like my old journalism teacher, my English teacher. Absolutely. You know, my old captain in, in, in the Navy. Friends with them now, but... Working they for they somebody, were jerks back then. You know, yeah, that's that's kind of. But they made you better. They made you better, right? And that's that's the key. And you appreciate them more after the time is over. And we'll ask that of Dave Campo, mm -hmm. the former Dallas Cowboys head coach, who had Mike Zimmer as his defensive coordinator when Campo was the head coach of the Cowboys. Dave Campo will join us in about an hour from right now. So make sure you set an alarm and tell your friends that Coach Campo will be on the Blitz coming up at 4.30. You know, a, a topic that is very near and dear to Joe's heart, my heart, our wallets. Texas continues to miss the boat when it comes to legal gambling. Man, there's a story out there about New York that just makes you go, why are our Texas legislators sitting on their hands? Good we'll question. dive into that next here on The Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. This is Jim Rome. Join me weekdays at noon on my new home, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is The Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Menix. A little bit later in the show, we're going to judge meat and give away a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. So if you've got some great spread from your Super Bowl party, you've got those photos on your phone, upload them to sasportstar.com. Got a message a while ago. Ah, it's not working, dude. You probably already won. 
Try a different email, and it probably works. <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, hint. Hint, hint, hint. Just upload those photos, the Grilling with the Blitz page at sasportstar.com. Yeah, we're going to judge meat. I, Thursday's a good day for that. Sure. Absolutely. Get, get ready for the weekend. Get ready for the Do weekend. Do a little grilling. I think the weather's supposed to be nice this weekend. Is it? Yeah, and a lot of people off on Monday, so a good three-day weekend. Nice. Nice. I could use that. Edwin, can you make that screen bigger? I can't. I can't. <laughs> Do you want to talk gambling or, or, or Gary Zimmer? Oh, it's Gary wanting to talk about Zimmer. Yeah. See, I can read that perfectly. Well, it's 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 on your side of the room. Well, that's not it. I no. mean, Parker Snoop Vision, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, Gary, you're on the Blitz. What's up, man? Oh, I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, Zimmer, he's got that parcels mentality. And most of these guys on the Cowboys have played for coaches like him at one time in their life. And if it was me, if I was Zimmer, I'm just going to get with Mike, I mean, with McCarthy. I'm going to tell him this is how I'm going to be. If he asks me to make some adjustments, I will. Otherwise, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I would just tell the guys, look, if you can't handle this, maybe you need to get with Jerry and find somewhere else to go because I guarantee you, don't let Mike, uh, Micah fool you. He's going to toe the line. He's waiting to get that money. He can't <laughs> do what he, he wants because that money will motivate you to jump through some hoops right there. He will do what he's told because nobody's going to pay you to do your own thing. Uh-uh, that don't work. That dog don't hunt. Well, Gary, I, 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 it sounds great. It, it really does, um, and and I hope you're right when it comes to that. I think Mike is going to get paid regardless. Um, and Mike has got to be more coachable than. Well, and maybe he is. And 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 let's face it, if you loved your boss, and he left, there is that human element and we know that micah is emotional at times immature um he needs to meet mike zimmer mike zimmer will lay down the law right away as uh-huh. he said yesterday and i think i think i think micah will enjoy playing for him like we've heard other others you know like i'll, I'll go the guy that you sit in that chair that Wayne loves mike zimmer uh-huh love loves him he's he, an old school guy he, he is but he and dexter coakley um Mike Zimmer made those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill Parcells at the time, and there's there's uh you know that's told this story forever. He didn't. Bill Parcells did not like undersized linebackers. No, and he had um, a word that wouldn't be politically correct <laughs> now. A nickname for his undersized linebackers, uh-huh. if you will, starts with an M. Okay, um, yeah, and, and Dad has told this story a thousand times, and they would constantly come in. And Bill Parcells is working out bigger linebackers. Mike Zimmer had their back. And and they weren't better than Dat and Dexter Coakley at the time. But it took a while for Zimmer to convince them, uh, convince Parcells, these are the guys. These are who you're going with. Well, um, like the way Dat Wynn played ball, though. The, that dude was, I mean, he was a big hitter. And, and he he played bigger than his physical size. Sure. And so you just don't find guys like that. And, um you know, I, I'm I'm anxious to see what Zim's going to do with with a Micah Parsons because I think there's so many different ways you can use this guy, and I think Dan Quinn did not use him to his full 
potential. And so hopefully Micah, Zimmer will. There were packages in every that's game it. that Dan Quinn just never called. Yeah. That's that's kind of how it works. Dave Campbell will join us coming up at 4.30 to talk about what he thinks Zim's addition to the Cowboys staff will do for the Dallas Cowboys. As we tell you all the time, you can comment on YouTube. We generally don't do a lot of shout-outs, but Kevin Monk chimes in on YouTube, says, Hey, guys, my daughter is riding a sheep tonight at the rodeo. Mutton busting. Can you wish Everly good luck? Everly. Absolutely. Good luck. Good luck. Mutton busting. Hang on tight, Everly. Grab the sheep by the wool. Is that what you're supposed to do? I, dude, I don't know. <laughs> you get the helmet and the vest. And just yes. hang on and hope you got a fast sheep. Just hang on I've tight. Al- I've always thought, not that I've ever done this, nor would I. You want a fast sheep. Because if you've got a, a fast sheep, you get from A to B a lot faster, and your chances of falling off aren't as great, if, especially if it's A to B in a straight line. I want a slow, fat one. Well, well yeah, but it's going to wander and kick your ass off. Well, no, but I mean, i got a lot more room to lay down. Dude, they're, they're little kids. I I know. So can you imagine a big fat sheep? That kid can just lay there on a have a you know But if they're if have it, a burger if and if it's a fat sheep, it takes longer to get to A to B, so your chances of falling off are a lot greater. Right? Not if it's fat. <laughs> You start rolling, man. You're not stopping. It, they, they don't have they don't have guardrails on there. I, I I love mutton busting. It's always fun. Funny funny to watch. It's great. So, it's great. Everly, have fun tonight. Yes, and good luck. Hang on tight. Who's at the rodeo tonight? I don't know. Look at Shane Edwin Smith and the Saints. Who? Shane Smith and the Saints. I I've never heard of him. Have you? You've never heard of Shane Smith? No. And the Saints? No, I have not. Have you? <laughs> I've heard the name. I don't know that I'd recognize the song. Uh, of all the rodeo shows this year that I have no interest in going to, the one that I kind of thought about was last night or two nights ago with Robert Earl Keen. But I went to Robert Earl Keen's farewell show. Um, Obviously, it wasn't a farewell. Well, it's his farewell at touring. <laughs> it was the end of his touring days, but he has random gigs. I just, you know, and God bless him, and I love Robert Earl. Uh-huh. But health-wise, he sits down for most of his show now. That's too bad. And it just, I just, I can't. I, you know, when I think about, you know, the road goes on forever and the party never ends, uh-huh. I need Robert Earl Keen up there swaying and doing his thing, not sitting on a chair. We're going to see Sticks next week. Are you really? Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Are they original still? I mean, or is it like a bunch of fill-ins? I would Not u- that it matters. I, w- I would use the old Google box for I- that. I'm going to have to do that. I'm thinking about going to see Machine Head on Sunday night. Are you really? Yeah. That's great. They're playing at the Aztec. Uh-huh. You want to go see Machine Head? I really probably won't go see them. No. I don't, have fun, though. I don't. I don't know that you would enjoy... Machine Head. I, 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 just by judging by the name of that band, I'm sure it's pretty hardcore heavy metal they stuff, are, they, right? They've got like some good songs with like the Slipknot Growl. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that makes it better. Edwin, can you pull up a uh, Machine Head played video and uh, just about the first minute of it? I think Joe Reinagle would love it. The Slipknot Growl. Do you know Slipknot. The Slipknot. I've heard of them. 
couldn't tell you what they sing. <laughs> it's good heavy metal, man. Yeah, well, hey, I, you, I'm you, not opposed to that. You would, you would love it. Yeah, I'm are, sure. Are, are we getting Machine Head? Which song? Anyone doesn't matter. No, dude, the video. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which one? That. What's it called? It's probably their most famous. One. What is it? You, you, you would like it. What's it called? Here we go. Hang on. Maybe. Maybe not. Because we got Machine Head tickets that we'll give away. Do the video is right that what now. Six one nine. It's an advertisement. Huh? Oh, it's an ad. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do caller six or nine? Let's do six. All right, caller number nine, <laughs> 656 ESPN, 656 Turn it up. Little Machine Head, Sunday night at the Aztec Theater. Let's hear this. If you don't win the tickets, you can buy them. LiveNation.com. 656 Caller nine, those tickets are yours. Turn it up, Edwin. Now, see, that's start, good. I'm going to start singing along here in a minute. I am? You will. Right up Ryan Engel's alley. Hell of a long intro. <laughs> About a minute ten. <laughs> the hair going. You start hair banging yeah. and bang. I mean, that's good. Yeah. You ready? Oh, this is the clean version. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's my Sunday night. That's awesome, Here we dude. Go. Yeah. Dude, that's uh, that's awesome. You want to go? No, I- I'm good. I I'm going. I have Sunday to. Uh, night. Caller nine, you're going. I have to paint the house or something. I don't know. <laughs> Fix the bed with a crescent wrench. <laughs> Dude, I did. <laughs> it's perfect. So uh, Texas continues to miss the boat on gambling. Yes. Money. We need legal sports gambling in the state of Texas. And when I say we need it, We've all driven down roads. Uh, schools need money. We, we have potholes. We have, and you think Reduce about. Reduce our property taxes. How all, about that? All, all of that. So, you know, ESPN got into the gambling business. Um, Penn Entertainment and ESPN bet uh-huh. a $2 billion deal. Now, Penn Entertainment was in bed with Barstool. When they got out of that, they, they jumped in bed with ESPN bet. And. Some interesting things that I was reading in front office sports. Penn Entertainment has just paid $25 million to acquire the New York sports betting license that was held by Wynn Resorts. That will allow ESPN bet into uh, the New York market. (coughs) They have stayed out of that. Uh, Their CEO, in an earnings call in 2021 when they were with Barstool, said that the operating costs in New York were too high Because in New York, 51% tax on operators' gross gaming revenue. Unbelievable. So they weren't going to be as profitable because, as the CEO called it then, a margin killer. So what has changed? Well, the amount of money being bet in the state of New York, (laughs) even if it's on slimmer margins. 
New York, and, and look, DraftKings and FanDuel are killing it in the state of New York. Think about this. They ESPN Bet wants to be in New York because the country's top sports betting market is New York because large population states like California, Texas, and Florida have yet to fully embrace legalization. End of 2023, $19.1 billion in total handle in New York alone, an 18% increase over the 2022 handle, and $1.7 billion in gross gaming revenue, 60% larger than the number two state on the list, which is New Jersey. Yeah. One of the smaller states in Uh the country. Uh So even with smaller operating margins, the fact that they're going to make that much money in New York, and how much would they make in Texas? Uh, They would make a ton, and I have to believe that it's coming sooner rather than later, just because of what's going on in Dallas uh, with with Cuban, he wants a, a casino and a new arena, and they bought. What was the yeah? Uh, the the people that own the uh, Palazzo, Palazzo, and, and, uh, Venetian. They that bought the land where the old Texas Stadium yeah, was, right there. And the idea is to build a basketball arena attached to a casino. Yes, and they're not they're not paying all that money for that land for no reason. They got to know something. Well, I, I mean, things might be trending in the right the right way. Last week when we were on Super Bowl Radio mm-hmm. Row, we were talking with Derek Stevens, yep. who owns Circa. You can go watch that video at sasportstar.com. You should. It's an, It was an interesting conversation. Because Derek Stevens told us he thinks Texas waiting. It will happen. But Texas has a chance to do it better. Because there are states out there that are doing it right. There are states out there that are doing it wrong. And so since Texas has waited... W- they can study the states that have done it right and wrong and do it better than everybody else. But when you look at New York, which is one of the states that gets hammered because of their taxes, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, all right, we're going to make less, but we're going to make more. Yeah. Right? And, and because of the taxes that New York has put on it, when you look at numbers like that, I don't understand why our, our 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 legislators are waiting the way they are. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't I don't get it either. And so the only thing that we can hope because what we were told uh, last year why it didn't come up for a vote because Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, said it was a Democrat idea and he wasn't going to let the Democrats get credit for it. So I'm talking to all you Republicans out there. As long as Dan Patrick is in power uh, as the lieutenant governor, please put in a bill. For legalized sports gambling, would you do that, please? So that way, at least maybe he'll give it to the voters to decide. And that's really all we want. Well, that's it. If voters decide, it's kind of like something going on uh, in, in my HOA. You know, they're, you know they're, <laughs> the people that run our HOA want to put speed bumps in our neighborhood. Doesn't seem Again? Like anybody, yeah, yeah, weren't we, there speed bumps oh, yeah, there we got, already? We got a meeting tonight. Yeah, they put them in before and they Are had you to take going? them out right away. Hell yeah, as soon as I get off Are work. Really? The meeting starts at 6, man. All right. I'm, 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 I'm going, man. <laughs> Screw these people, man. Somebody they, take well, video it, of that. They're not doing studies. They're not doing anything. And nobody wants them except for, you know, one lady named Karen, right? So, right, right. Uh, and, and a couple other people, but they want to put them in without even a vote of the HOA, the people that live in our community. Can't if, do that. If there's a vote and, and, and people vote yes, all right, man, I'm, I'm good with it. If I want legal sports betting, and if it goes to the vote, it's on the ballot and it loses, all right, I just don't like suits saying, we're not even going to let you guys decide. Exactly. You know, that's, that's not the way this country is designed. And we've got Democrats and we've got Republicans that both want it, 
But the bill was Democrats. The lieutenant governor said no. 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 But it does feel like it's coming. Is about the biggest political BS. I mean, just put it on the ballot. Let the people decide. LeVon Henry on our YouTube says, I think the politicians haven't figured out how they get money from sports gambling (laughs) and marijuana. Yeah, well, that's that's another one. And here's the thing. They probably know. They're probably getting it to fight. Well, they're getting it from Oklahoma and and Louisiana and... I had, um, we've had so many politicians on talking about this on both sides. I don't want to give credit to the wrong person, so I won't say who. But one of them, one of the politicians that we've talked to over the last two years when this has come up, said there is less lobby money from those other states being spent in Texas to keep gambling out than before. Five years ago, 10 years ago and longer, New Mexico, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Nevada, they spent a lot of money in Texas to keep that from happening. Sure. But apparently that has changed because once the national government said, yeah, it could be anywhere, you know, they, they're spending their money in other ways now because all the casinos will benefit. It's coming up with what is the right plan, you know, uh, this resort, you get this part of the state, this resort, you get this, or however it's going to be. So I, everybody gets a little piece of the pie. Just follow what's going on in Dallas and Mark Cuban because – He's not doing what he's doing. The folks that he sold the Mavericks to are not doing what they're doing unless they know something. Yeah, trending in the right direction. Right. But when you look at at uh, $19.1 billion in total handle, an 18% increase year over year, Texas is just missing out. Well, and I'd like to have my property taxes reduced. How about that? Well, there's that too. Yes. It's all about job. Uh, well, of course it is. And I'd like to be able to gamble without having to cross the border and. Yeah. Do it legally. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. What are you saying? I'm doing it illegally? I'm not saying anything, sir. Okay. Just checking. I don't know about <laughs> VPNs. Well, I mean. <laughs> Nothing. Got to do what you got to do. Dave Campo will join us about 4.30. <laughs>